1: It's time to take command with former NFL tight end, Logan Paulson, and former Commander's Beat reporter, Craig Hoffman.
0: Welcome into the Take Command podcast. I'm Craig Hoffman. He is Logan Paulson. And if this looks very different because you're watching us on YouTube, it's it's because if I move this, this laptop around a little bit, you see both cameras moving. Because I'm <laughs> actually sitting across from Logan in his home in Ashburn. Yeah. Not too far from the facility because we just watched the final training camp practice of 2023.
1: Yeah, it is weird being in person. I think it's the first time on the show we've been in person
0: podcasting. I was thinking about that. We've been doing this podcast for over a year. We've yeah. never actually, and we've done shows together in yeah. person, but we've but never actually podcasted. sat together in a room and podcasted together. It feels different. Feels in. It weird. does. Yeah. Um, your, your steely blue eyes are making me uncomfortable. Imagine how your fresh haircut is making me feel. <laughs> look, at this, look at this guy all cleaned up. Um, so here's what we got on the show today. End of the show, uh, you'll hear my interview with John Dotson, uh, which I caught or who I caught up with after practice. Uh, but we're going to talk about kind of the end of the preseason, obviously, as we get ready for the game, yeah. uh, Cincinnati. Your uh, your preseason finale on the sidelines, yes. And then uh, and then we're going to talk about roster construction. So, I, uh, kind of a fundamental question I've been wrestling with the last couple of days is like, what is preseason actually worth? Because we've been talking about the value of getting reps. And it's kind of like this wishy-washy where like, yeah, we definitely understand why they wanted to play Sam Howell and why they wanted to get, you know, why teams in general want to get players reps. But you also understand there's a risk. But like, what's the upside if you're ones facing other teams too? It's like, there's all these factors. So like, if I ask you broadly, what is preseason actually worth how do you answer that
1: well what i would say is it probably depends like any good answer depends on the staff depends on their goals you know like there was a couple years ago where you know the la rams they didn't play their starters at all in the preseason not even for one second and you know they end up winning the super bowl and so like there was value for them they got an older roster they don't want guys to get hurt here i think the value if if you really wanted to kind of get in like kind of where I think EB sees the value of preseason or the staff sees the value of preseason. It's really just like more evaluation tools. Like, you know, one of the things about training, like we talk about training semi-regularly on this podcast is like the idea of specificity, right. Mm -hmm. And each one of these stages of the off season gets you something more specific to football, right. So OTAs, Kind of like football, you run around but the contacts not there, a little bit different, right? And then obviously training camp, you put the pads on, you put the helmets on, all those different things. And then the only time, like now, especially with the new CBA, you get to go like something close to live is in preseason games. So if I'm EB and I want to know where the team is at, I want to know where the roster's at, I say, like, that's where the value is. It's like, it is the closest thing we can get to NFL football legally in the offseason at this point. So to me, that's where I think the value is. And then kind of obviously from a, from a coach's standpoint, that's where the value is. But from an evaluation standpoint, there's also more value there too. Because as, as we were at practice today, like coaches stand behind the huddle. They're like right there in close proximity to the players. They're coming back. They're always giving feedback, all that kind of stuff. But in the game, it's, it's you, you know? So I want to see how a player is going to react. I want to see what their mindset is. So I'd say one, it helps with evaluation. Two, it's the closest thing to live bullets. You're going to get at any level of football, even the joint practices, like you're not going to go live in that situation because it's going to lead to a fight so this is the this is this is it, and I think that's where the value lies,
0: yeah. I, I guess like following up on that, then what is the most important data point, right? Let's say someone's like solid in practice, but they crush the preseason games. Or the other way around, someone crushes practice, they get out there in the game and it's not as sharp. I think it's really easy to then go back and be like, well, like we have way more data points in practice, sure. you know, and, and you know, you start to value those. You convince yourself like, oh, we know we can do it in the game. But if a guy never does it in the game, that would seem to be an issue. And we know there are guys that, that are like that, that are sure. great practice players or poor practice players. Right. They go out there and they ball in the actual game. So considering how many more reps you get in practice over the course of a summer, and the very limited reps that a guy gets and you know on some level this is well on some level it's like you're talking about end of roster like who makes it but also you know starting spots like any any place that someone's trying to move up or down the roster or sure. trying to move up prevent themselves from moving down like how do you try to then weight the actual evaluation of training camp versus what you saw on OTAs versus these preseason games?
1: Well like with anything it's it's an aggregate of all the information right like so if a guy's a, is a bad practice player but he's really good in meetings, and he's dialed in, he's a professional, he's understanding, he's on time, but never quite clicks it in practice, but hits it in the preseason, I'm going to probably be more likely to be like, okay, then what we saw in the game is what you're going to get here from this guy kind of thing. Um, you know, it's the same thing, vice versa, like if the guy's really good in practice, but just totally is not available in the game, like mentally, like just can't handle the pressure, can't handle being by himself, whatever it is. Then I gotta that, that's that's all data that I gotta weigh. Like I played with a guy in 2013 who was excellent in practice. And I thought he's for sure gonna make the team. He goes out in the preseason, has a couple false starts, goes the wrong way in a couple runs, and coaches are like, we can't trust him in that in that kind of context. And it was only, I want to say it was like he played about 25 snaps, and they were like, We've seen enough. And it was enough to kind of sway their evaluation the other way. So it, it's it's an aggregate of all the information, obviously, but I do think that those preseason elements are super important because it, it just kind of gives you the final touch you know and so like if I'm if I look at this team in this offseason I say man like this preseason's gone really really well in terms of evaluation like the offensive lines got better the protections holding up the the quarterback looks to be in a good spot and you say oh well it's against the twos but that's the closest thing you're gonna get to live bullets right I don't care if it's the twos or the threes like they're tackling you they're blitzing they're gonna hit the quarterback right so um, I think all those kind of data points um, support uh, you know, like support your evaluation. And that's why I think it's, it's not just one thing. It's the meeting room. It's the weight room. It's everything you're doing to kind of say, who's going to be the last five guys in this
0: roster. So that's the evaluation side. But I think there's also, I mean, if we're being honest, the more important is the preparation side, because like by nature, half or more of the guys that you're evaluating aren't going to actually make the team. And even those guys are going to play very limited roles, very limited number of snaps. So there's also the preparation side, which kind of gets to the howl question yeah. of, because you know, like there was a really good there's a really good comment on YouTube on I think it was on our pod, but it mm-hmm. was it was one of the howl adjacent videos sure. that I posted on my page, and it was basically like every every second howl is out there is really important 100%. because the better he can get, like the the closer you realize to figuring out what he is as right. you evaluate him in 2023, lets you know as soon as possible that whether or not you're in the quarterback market in 2024 and with the new ownership and, you know, you know, whatever, like that, that is a real question that is looming over the season. It's like, is Sam the guy? And the faster, you know, that the better. So getting Sam out there and being like, Hey man, these reps are going to help you get better. Mm -hmm. 1% quicker because you get them 1% sooner. Like, That's hugely valuable to us. Crazy valuable. And so it does get to a kind of a question of like, okay, well, how valuable is preseason from a preparation standpoint? And if we agree that it's really valuable, then why isn't he playing this weekend? Um, I I do
1: agree that it's very valuable. I think, um, you know, at least again, like it's so hard to be in the minds of the coaches, right? Because like if they, if you operated by the rule of everything they said, you'd be like, Sam should play every minute of every preseason game. But there's also a certain level of risk, and there's also a certain level of evaluation and development with other elements of your roster. Right. So, like, for example, like they've said, they want Jacoby to get some reps with the ones. Here's a really good time for that to happen, right? No one's going to balk at that because no one wants Sam to get hurt. Sam's established himself as the guy. And now Jacoby can go out and get those reps with the ones in a situation that's very, very similar to a game. And I, and I have no doubt in my mind that Jacoby will do well with this, right? But it is it's just another piece of, like, getting Jacoby prepped. So like, you know, it's so funny. Like I coach high school football, right. And high school football is like the, the it's like the NFL turned up to maximum. And what I mean by that is you get an hour a day to make sure your offense is ready to go. And so the most valuable thing in that situation is making sure the first quarterback gets all the reps, right. But I need to prep also the backup guy too, right. So it's like, you're, you're dealing with like this really finite amount of time and these really finite amount of reps. You need to make sure both guys are ready to go or everybody on your roster is ready to go. Like, you know, I had a conversation with the online coach at the high school yesterday. He's like, well, I want the starters to see all the reps. And I'm like, well, I want the backup guards to get some reps too and the backup tackle because they might be playing here, maybe not this week, but the following week. And I need to know they know what the heck is going on. So I think that's what you're seeing here. Like while those reps are very, very valuable for Sam, they're also valuable for Jacoby. And they're also valuable for his relationship with Jahan and, and, you know, Diame and whoever else is going to be playing with him. Like that, I think is so important for fans to understand. Yes, there's tremendous value in these reps, but there's a finite number. So how do you allocate those, those reps to make sure that you're getting the most growth, from all aspects of your roster.
0: Right. And this this is where I think people like we, we struggle Here's Some societal commentary for you. Um, (laughs) Like it's, it's where we struggle as a society is like when something is not absolute and there's nuance and it's a gray area and there are multiple answers to a question, like, you're going to have differing opinions on it. And I don't know what the correct, like, I really struggle with this, um, taken out yeah. from society down to, uh, your <laughs> to boy you. over here. Um, like I really struggle with this on, on exactly what the best plan is. Like, I think I would probably want to play Sam for a little bit this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get the Jacoby thing. And mm-hmm. and the reason we bring that up is like Brissett the last two days in practice has been practicing with the ones. Yeah. Um. And Ron was asked about it on what's today. Today's Thursday. Yesterday was Wednesday. He was asked about it on Wednesday. And he's like, yeah, we'll give Jacoby some reps with the ones. You know, we want him to get those reps because he's the one that's going to be out there this weekend starting the game. And everyone's like, oh, okay. We thought it would be Jake from the whole time, but yeah. okay, sure. And then all of a sudden we go out to practice and it's like, whoa, he's, wait, it, are the rest of those dudes going to play? Like, is Jahan going to play? Is the one o line going to play? Yeah. Um, You know, especially after you lost Terry, like playing Jahan seems very silly right. to me, but I don't know. He's also a second-year player, so mm-hmm. getting him some extra, like if it's valuable for Sam, it's valuable for Jahan. Right. But it, it's like, you know, evaluating that value is is such a unique prospect to each yeah. individual guy because how dependent are you on other players? And that's, you know, kind of the, the Howell argument yeah. is like, OK, or the percent argument yeah, for that yeah. matter is like, OK, well, the reason we want to get this guy like Jacoby knows what he's doing, but yeah. like, does he feel comfortable with this specific set of skill players? OK, yeah. let's get him out there right. um, for a quarterback. They're very reliant on the guys around them, offensive line. How do you gel as a unit yeah. for a wide receiver? Like, yeah, you want to get rhythm with the quarterback, but you're out there running your routes. You turn around and the ball is hopefully going to be there on time. Yeah. So it's, it's much more individualized in that way. Um, which just again makes this all very complicated and convoluted. And and like, does Jahan really need more reps on any of these plays, yeah. any more reps on these routes, or does he know it? And yeah. that's a, a question obviously the staff has a better answer for, and that's kind of the kinds of things that they're thinking about. But I don't know, I just feel like it's been a bigger discussion. This year than it has in years past here, and I think part of that is because Bienemy comes from kind of the Andy Reid philosophy, where Andy has played guys versus you know you mentioned McVay earlier and the Rams where they don't really play anybody at all.
1: Yeah, and I and I think again it's just about it's a I think if you're thinking longitudinally, if you're preparing for every contingency with 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 regards to this season, at some point Jacoby's going to be playing football for you, and I don't think you want to be in a situation, and that's not I'm not saying. Like I'm not saying Sam's going be playing bad. I'm just saying like you know injuries, whatever. Yeah, busted chin strap. He loses his helmet on the sideline. Whatever it is,
0: Jack literally used that. Is that a football thing? It the is, busted yeah. chin yeah. strap. Like yeah. oh okay yeah. Jack used that earlier they today the in the press like, conference. So
1: like when you're doing um, substitution drill on usually Saturday in the walkthrough before the Sunday game, they they'll be like all right hey um, you know Logan I'm the backup gun. I'm the backup. Uh, l5 on kickoff coverage right so the starter will be like oh bust a chin strap and he'll run off the field like he's going to get his chin strap fixed and then i'll have to come in you know so they don't want to say anybody's hurt anybody's anybody's down it's just like a nice way to be like working substitution goals. yeah got it okay yeah. continue with yeah. your,
0: your much more important thought than explaining <laughs> the analogy uh, that's a, a known football term
1: yeah, yeah. So um, I kind of heard what we were talking about because like that was such a good uh, right? Jacoby. is going to play football this. Oh, year Oh yeah, at he's going to play football for you at some point this year for whatever reason it is. Right. And so definitely a busted chin strap. Yeah, definitely busted chin strap. And I look at the Kansas City Chiefs last year and how Mahomes got hurt in the playoff game, and then you know uh, Chad Henney is that the yeah, guy. Henney. Chad Henney comes yeah. in and plays and plays well, and that's not by accident like there's preparation that goes into developing that. And I think this is kind of the foundational piece of that development is you're, you're always trying to prep for, I don't want to say every scenario, but as many scenarios as you possibly can. And I think this is one that's very easy to prep. I know you're exposing potentially some guys that are going to play football for you this year to injury in the preseason game. But I also think if, I, if I'm going back to kind of an old school mentality as a coach, like, you know, I think coaching at the high schools helped me kind of see this, is I want to see it real time, living color with Jacoby, with the receiver in a live situation, because, you know, cadence is different. Motions are different. I want to see it. And so like, if I'm being truly absolute in that like coach's perspective, I think, yeah, I'm okay with them playing this game. I think the thing I would say is like as a player and as a talent evaluator, as a, maybe as a head coach, I would probably approach it differently because I don't want, I want Jahan to be ready for week one. I want, you know, Cornelius Lucas to be ready for week one or whoever it is, right? I want them to be ready for week one. So this isn't as important to me. But also, that being said, they they do have a buy now, they, a kind of a buy before season, right? Yeah, that think, schedule is so funky. I hate it. It is, but but maybe I think that probably is part of the calculus here too. It's like, hey, if something does happen, like Terry got hurt in the in the second preseason game, he's got three weeks now to get ready, and I and I think you feel pretty good about Terry being ready in three weeks. You know, like even if it's a different kind of work schedule, so. I would say that I would say like, as a, as an offensive coordinator, I probably treat it differently as a head coach. I'd probably treat it differently as a GM or, you know, whatever I would treat it differently, but I think there's value to these reps. And I think people fans, because of the tradition of the preseason about how the fourth game doesn't matter. Everyone's getting ready for regular season. Forget that every single rep you have is an opportunity to make the team better. And I forget that too. You know, I forget that, you know, as an analyst now, but it is like every rep, has value. So,
0: yeah. So the question then becomes for like specific to this game this week, like, yes, it's good to prep Jacoby with the ones, right? Like that is a smart, um, that's a smart thing to have ready for the regular season, but is doing it in practice enough? Or do you need those reps in the game? Because, the other thing that's happening like literally today, it was funny the, the interview that people hear at the end of the show with Jahan, I yep. say, Hey man, you're done with, with training camp. How's it feel? Right. Yeah. Like they're done with training camp. Yeah. And so you're now going to get into the mode where you're preparing for Arizona and you might even do, cause you have such a long time. You might do a little look ahead to some of the other teams. Sure. And then really that, that, Game week in your regular rhythm, you know, you get in on Monday uh, and then ultimately practice on Wednesday of that first week leading into Arizona. You're obviously a hundred percent on Arizona. Mm. But like at that point, Sam's getting all the reps um, because you are preparing right. for that game in a regular season mode. So this is your last chance to do it in practice. Is that enough, or do you need to do this in the the preseason as well to really feel good about it?
1: And again, I'm gonna say this is annoying, but it depends. right. It depends on your perspective. And if I, just from what I've observed of VB, it's not enough. I want to see more for Ron, maybe old school Ron last year. Ron, obviously, it was enough, right? It's not as important. So, I think all of those, it, it just is a matter of perspective and where, where you're looking at it. And I will say, as an offensive coordinator, you're so much more competitively tied to that offense and you want to make sure everyone's ready to go. So, it makes sense to me that Eb wants this, right? And, he, and knowing him as a like, you know, he was my coach in college. Where I got to see he wasn't my personal coach, but obviously he was around. And I, knowing his mentality, like this makes perfect sense. This is totally in line with his philosophy. And I think there's value here. And a lot of people are maybe don't see it because of how the preseason's been treated in recent history. But you know, again, like it, there is value to these reps. And I do think <clears throat> if I want to know what Jacoby looks like with these guys. There's no better evaluation point. There's no better point of study for me than
0: having him play right now in the preseason. so so do you think we'll see Hal at all? I'd, I, I mean, I guess Ron already said no.
1: yeah, Ron said no, but so I'd say this, if Hal had look if there was any doubt any doubt at all about Howell's performance, like I'm saying, like he has the same stat line, but he throws an interception, yeah, or he has a bad two minute drive. I think he might play. I think his his performance was so comprehensive in the second game that you're like. We don't really need to see anything more. But if there had been any kind of hiccup, any kind of issue, I think he probably would have played, and then Jacoby would have played two quarters, and then Fromm would have played the last quarter. It would have been almost, I think, exactly the same as it would have been in the second game. You know, very, very similar composition.
0: Maybe just a little bit less for Howell, a little less Howell, a little more Jacoby. Yeah, yeah. and then then Fromm,
1: right? So, but I, I think, um, but I think he he was so awesome. You know, I think we, you know, we talked about that on our uh, our last podcast. Like he, he, there was not one thing that I came out of there saying besides the blitz recognition that I was like, he needs to do better. And right. you, how much blitz stuff are you going to get in the fourth, in the third preseason game?
0: Probably Right. Not. Probably not. Um, it is something, I know uh, Dan Orlovsky was talking about this today, uh, that Sam, you know, the one weakness that he's shown in the preseason is blitz recognition yeah. and pick up. And obviously that's going to yep. get a lot better as his file of what he's seen in the NFL gets a lot better. Um, and I'm sure that EB and, and all them are working on that. Um. So, all right. Know how? Yes, we'll see. Brissett. You how much? I
1: mean, I mean, based on what we saw at practice today, you know, like it feels that way. But yeah, and I I think that feels right. You know, I I, being him, it's. I think it's weird for me because he is such an established player to think that he would play in this game. But I think Brissett for sure. And then I, I don't know. Like I was gonna say, dot like. It seems like yeah, the one zero line is gonna. It play, seems that way, yeah. Maybe I mean, minus Leno, and it seems that way. And I, again, like that fits with the offensive coordinator's perspective. So that I think that would be a little bit unusual, and a lot of people kind of raise eyebrows. But um, I don't think YB cares. What do you think? Yeah. I think he cares what he thinks and what he needs to see. And so um, don't be. I, I, what I would say is like I, we don't know for sure. We're kind of speculating, but right. I would say don't be surprised if if that group's out there. The,
0: the whole the whole ones. So don't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. I. If there's one group that I pull quicker than the rest, it's or one guy specifically, it's Dotson. Yeah. He- but Dots Dotson and Samuel, I would pull like if you want to get them two series with Jacoby, fine. I think get those dudes out of there. Like yeah. it's just you've made it, you made it this far. You have less time if something does go like right, forget right. forget if they you know something really bad happens like obviously that, that can happen at any point but, like, but, but there is a Take a long time to get back from you know so yeah. Be careful. There you go. That's exactly right. Thanks <laughs> for watching this <laughs> clip of Take Command. First, why not you why don't you like it? It lets other people know that it was good, and then they should watch it too. And Logan, we have a new exclusive home for full episodes.
1: We do one zero six seven the fans YouTube page. Go check
0: it out and please subscribe. Yeah, do do what Logan said. Do He's it very very smart.